So a few years ago, I'm sitting in my office and a guy comes in, he had been sued. Uh, he was a contractor, he did uh, framing. They had, at the end of the day, uh, they had a wall that they thought they had braced. He told a story where at the end of the day, at a job site, there was a wall that uh, they thought they had braced. Uh, they put a board up against it and shot a nail into it. Uh, little did they know the nail missed, so the wall wasn't braced. Well, later that night, the family who was building the home, they, they show up on the job site. Uh, dad leans up against the wall and it falls over and seriously injures one of their small children. Uh, so the guy in my office is saying, I've been sued, but what I don't understand is why they sued me in my personal name. Uh, my company is um, John Doe Construction. Uh, why didn't they sue me in that name? And the answer was because he had not incorporated. If you don't separate your personal dealings from your business dealings in a formal way by incorporating, then you get sued in your individual name and you run the risk of losing everything you spent your entire life building. We're gonna talk about how to avoid that and we're gonna talk about what is the best corporate entity for your business in today's episode of Lawyer Up. My name is Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and you are watching Lawyer Up. Today's episode is part two of our incorporation videos. Now, in the other video, part one, we talked about what it means to incorporate and the benefits of doing so. Uh, today, we're going to talk about what corporate structure, what corporate entity makes the most sense for your business. And remember to hit that like button. And if you got something to say, comment below. If you would like to learn more about the law and legal information, subscribe to the channel. And if you got friends out there that you think would enjoy the uh, subject matter of this channel, share me on social media. And last but not least, remember that I am a lawyer, but I am not your lawyer. If you need legal advice specific to your situation, then you need to lawyer up with an attorney in your area. Now, in the last video, we talked about why people incorporate. And generally, it's so that you can separate your business dealings from your personal dealings. You want to keep your personal life and your business life separate. And as we discussed in the last video, there are four major reasons for doing so. The first one, of course, is liability protection. If you are formally incorporated and your business gets sued, it's your corporate name that goes on the lawsuit papers, not your personal name. So while business assets may be at risk, your personal assets are protected. Reason number two is name protection. You spend a lot of money in advertising, branding your name. If you're not incorporated, anybody else can come along and use that name. So people incorporate for name protection. Reason number three are tax benefits. There are tax benefits to being an incorporated entity. And last but not least, reason number four is that the incorporating of a business just provides general legitimacy to what you're doing. When people see the fact that you're an Inc or an LLC or something along those lines, they think, well, this person understands the formalities of operating a business and it usually provides the customer with a more sense of security 
security in doing business with you. For a full discussion of all of the details uh, of what incorporation means and why people do it, see my other video, part one, on this channel. Today, we're gonna talk about what business entity would be best for you in your particular business situation. Uh, and the best way really to look at that is to consider all of the various uh, ways that people can do business. After that, we will then focus in on the ones that make the most sense for you. So we start with the most basic of business endeavors. That's one person who is out just trying to make some money uh, for whatever reason. Maybe it's somebody that uh, is mowing yards or whatever. If they haven't incorporated and it's just one person, we call that a sole proprietorship. One dude out trying to make a buck hasn't incorporated. Now, obviously none of those benefits or none of those protections, uh, liability and otherwise, would apply to that particular individual because they haven't incorporated. If that guy adds one or more people to his uh, business endeavor, then they become a partnership. Now, partnerships uh, can be more formal you can have a partnership agreement that defines uh, the rights and obligations and duties of the partners. Uh, it can define ownership shares and percentages and things like that. But most of the time, partnerships provide no liability protection because they are not an incorporated entity. So when we're talking about sole proprietorships and we're talking about partnerships, these entities don't need to be necessarily registered with the Secretary of State but likewise, you get none of the protections, no liability protection, you get no name protection that accompanies operating a business in these formats. That means if you damage somebody, you're mowing a lawn and you throw a rock and hit somebody in the head, it's your assets that are on the line. There's no separation of business and personal, so it could be your house, your checking account. You individually are responsible for anything that goes wrong in your business endeavor. So if you're doing business on any type of a significant level or with any frequency, you need to incorporate. And there are lots of different options, but we're gonna simplify this. There are probably a half a dozen uh, entities that are called limited partnerships, uh, and they're in various formats. I'm gonna tell you right now, forget about them. The reason you don't need to seriously consider them is because limited partnerships are just that. They only provide limited liability protection for certain members. It's a lot easier to fully incorporate or uh, incorporate as an LLC where you get 100% liability protections. So I'm telling you in the business context to forget about partnerships. You don't even need to consider them. Now, they do come into play uh, when it comes to estate planning in certain instances, but that's not today's topic. We're talking about incorporating for business purposes, and when you consider doing that, forget about partnerships. Instead, we wanna focus on the big ticket items. You either want to incorporate as a corporation, or you want to incorporate as a limited liability company. And you've probably heard of both of these. Uh, the name Inc, comma INC, uh, or the comma LLC is a designation of whether the business entity is a corporation or a limited liability company. And both of these entities are really fairly simple to set up. You just file paperwork with the Secretary of State in whatever uh, state you're operating in. And when you formally incorporate, you get all of the benefits that go along 
uh, with doing so. Now, which one is best for you depends upon your particular business situation. When we're talking about corporations, we're talking about a more formal business entity. Now, you of course have your owners, they're called shareholders, uh, but with a corporation, you're gonna have a board of directors, and that board of directors makes major decisions for the corporation. Now, the day-to-day -day operations are going to be taken care of by officers. That's your president, your vice president, your secretary, and your treasurer. Uh, and then below them are lots of employees. So if you have a business uh, situation where you need to have a board, you need to have formal officers uh, and others to administer the business, and these are usually larger businesses, then a corporation may make the most sense for you. You most often see a corporation when it's big business, but even small businesses, when you have three or four families that may be coming together uh, to operate a business. You wanna have some formal rules that defines uh, who has uh, what rights and who has what obligations to the corporation. Now, as I mentioned before, the process is fairly simple. The first thing you do is file what's called Articles of Incorporation with the Secretary of State in whatever state that you happen to be operating in. Uh, most Secretary of State's websites actually provide a form for you that you can simply fill out online and file with their office. From there, you're gonna wanna create what are called bylaws. And basically, these are the rules of how this corporation is gonna function. These documents will often detail what the board of directors does, uh, how the members are chosen, and how their votes, whether it be majority or uh, have to be unanimous, are cast. It'll define what the president and vice president, what those officers do, what their specific job duties are. It's gonna talk about how shares of the business can be bought and sold and or transferred and any restrictions that might be on those transfers. This document's gonna talk about whether you declare dividends and that's profits of the business, uh, whether those are gonna be reinvested or declared uh, and issued to shareholders when those things happen and how they happen. The bylaws will further define uh, how officers are selected, much like the board, how decisions are made on a day-to-day -day basis. In the document also, we'll talk about succession plans. What happens if one of the owners dies or one of the other board members passes away? How is the successor chosen and how those items are dealt with? So essentially the bylaws are the rules for how this particular corporation is going to function. Now, with a corporation, you're gonna have an annual requirement that you file um, with the Secretary of State, which updates them on whether you've had any changes to your directors and or your officers of the business. Uh, some states let you do this biannually or every other year. Usually with a corporation, you're also gonna have an annual meeting, and this may be of the shareholders, it may be of the directors, uh, but there are annual meeting requirements that are usually associated with a corporation. Uh, the most important thing to remember, of course, uh, with the corporation, uh, these are for the more formal business entities. Uh, they will issue shares to shareholders, and it can be a few, or it can be hundreds of thousands, like the corporations you see in the stock market. Now, juxtaposed to that is the limited liability company. These are generally less formal entities. This is if you're just doing business uh, yourself, or you and your wife, or maybe another couple. Uh, you don't need a formal board of directors. You don't need officers. You don't need a president and a vice president 
president and those types of things. It's just a couple of people doing business together and you don't need formal titles uh, or to have formal meetings when you can just decide things amongst yourself there at the office. So the benefit of an LLC is that you have all of the same protections, liability protections, name protections that a corporation has without any of the formal requirements of meeting, getting together and having official boards of directors or those types of things. And the creation of an LLC is very similar to that of a corporation. Uh, with an LLC, you file articles of organization. Uh, and instead of bylaws, you have an operating agreement but it defines all of the same scenarios uh, that are under a formal bylaw with a corporation. You're talking about who owns the company and in what shares. Uh, you're talking about what the roles and duties of the various owners of the company, uh, members or what they are called, uh, what their roles are, what their rights are, and what their obligations are in the operation of the business. And these articles of organizations do give the owners a right to nominate what they call is a manager, kind of like a president, but this is the person authorized to handle the day-to-day -day operations of the LLC. So when you're thinking about which way of incorporating makes the most sense to you, you need to decide whether you need the formality of a full corporation or whether a limited liability company makes more sense in your situation. Now we're gonna switch gears a little bit here. We're gonna answer some frequently asked questions when we're talking about corporations. The first one is what is an S corporation? People talk about that all the time. Now the first thing to know about this is that a S corporation is just a regular corporation like any other corporation when you file the documents with the Secretary of State. However, these particular corporations are choosing to be taxed under subchapter S of the IRS code. So that allows them a advantageous tax treatment. Now, when you create a separate entity, that entity has to file a tax return and it has to pay separate income taxes unless you make a subchapter S election. What that allows uh, the income to do is pass through that corporation and go to the owners. So it's not taxed twice. You're not taxed at the corporate level and then taxed at the individual shareholder level. If you are an S corporation or taxed under subchapter S, then that tax flows through the business, it pays no income taxes, and it goes to the owners and then they pay income taxes uh, relative to their income brackets and situations. Question number two is what is a closed corporation? Now these were popular about 25 or 30 years ago and essentially they're corporations uh, that uh, have less of the formalities associated with a formal corporation. Uh, they dispense with the need for a board of directors uh, with annual meetings and in essence they're kind of like an LLC. Uh, you don't see these much anymore because most everybody is going to the formal limited liability company when they incorporate. Question number three, what is a foreign corporation? Now, this doesn't refer to some company from say China, cha-cha-China, right? It can, they are a foreign corporation. But when you hear that uh, stated, it's just talking about any business that was incorporated in a state other than the state they're operating in. So I live in Missouri. 
So if a, a company was incorporated in Arkansas and they were up here doing business in Missouri, they would be considered a foreign corporation, even though it's just one state away. So corporations and businesses are supposed to register as a foreign corporation in any state where they're doing any type of a substantial amount of business. Frequently asked question number four is what is a professional corporation? Well, it is exactly what it sounds like. It's for professionals. Uh, it is generally just a corporation, but it's unique to people who hold professional licenses like doctors, like lawyers, engineers, architects, and veterinarians, and people with professional licenses. There is nothing special about these entities. Um, they are treated just like any other type of corporation. And the last frequently asked question is, what is a not-for-profit corporation? And this is an entity that is created for either a public or a mutual benefit. And it's not that they can't make a profit. A lot of not-for-profits are very profitable and they pay employees and CEOs very large sums of money. The difference is there are no owners, there are no shareholders of a not-for-profit entity. So at the end of the year, if you have $100,000 worth of profit, that profit doesn't go into any individual's pockets since there are no owners. Now, not-for-profits are required to have a board of directors to oversee the day-to-day -day operations, and there are a whole bunch of rules that apply to not-for-profits to make sure that nobody's pocketing the money uh, illegally. But the important thing to remember is that a not-for-profit can actually be profitable, and CEOs of some of the major not-for-profits in the United States can make a lot of money. Nothing wrong with that, nothing illegal with that either. So that's the episode. Should you incorporate? Yes. What entity makes the most sense for you? Well, a formal corporation if you've got a lot of moving parts, or if it's just a small outfit, an LLC may be right for your business. Thank you for watching today's episode. If you enjoyed it, do me a favor, hit that like button. If you have a question or a comment, uh, put it in the comment section below. If you wanna know more information about legal topics, subscribe to the channel. And as always, I love it when you share me on social media. My name is Joshua Roberts, attorney at law, and you've been watching Lawyer Up. Send lawyers, guns, and money.